0: Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for people who know where the pollen goes. I'm Cody.
1: And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what
0: did we watch?
1: Cody, we watched Grease 2, the
0: second one. Many people would argue the superior Grease movie. How do you feel about that statement? Yep.
1: It's, uh, I mean, there's a statement. It could be true. It could be false.
0: You know. Tyler, this is one you wanted to watch, right? This was your pick.
1: Yeah. yeah Am was I understanding me. that correctly? Um, Tiffany, she was like, that's a bad movie. We can't watch that. But I was like, no,
0: we're watching it. All right.
1: I made her sit down. He made her sing the doo yeah. with me, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Much like you, I uh, made my wife watch this with me last year. And so I was really surprised when it came up for the podcast. So here we are. You know? Yeah. You know,
1: we're, we're Tyler, a couple of doo-wop fans, you know?
0: Yeah, a couple of doo whoppers. Yeah, that's, that's an acceptable about. term. It's the name of a candy, and it's the name of a burger. It's not a slur. I started it, and I was like, this is coming out a slur. This is a little bit, and um, it isn't, although WAP is. So there you go, in case you didn't know. Tyler, do you want to... Uh, it's one of those old-timey slurs that doesn't count anymore, except... Maybe it does. I don't know. You're in the Northeast. It probably counts more there than anywhere else. Maybe. Tyler, yes. you want to tell us the, give us a little synopsis of Greece too?
1: Oh, Cody, it's a, it's a story. You know, a young man comes, you know, to the, prom, comes to the promised land, comes to the states, comes, <laughs> travels west to seek his fortune. All right. And he encounters the natives and their, you know, in their tribes and their cultures. And he tries to, tries to integrate and they, they reject him. So what does he do? He, He develops. A trade relationship with them, so that he can he could try to become one of them, try to get himself uh, the the, uh, the mode of transportation preferred by the natives, all right, so that he can blend in, so that he can be accepted by them into their culture and into their hearts, all right. And it's his adventures as he tries to navigate this foreign land and these these strange. Strange means that uh, he finds himself surrounded by, you know, and uh, hilarity ensues.
0: Yeah. Avatar, more or less. Basically. Vaguely avatar. Well, let me tell you, I've seen Grease 1. I've seen it a couple of times. You know, it's hard to escape Greece. What was never for one moment on my radar until I married my wife was Grease 2. And um, yep. I'll just tell you. I didn't like it much, and uh, I I watched, I had to listen to some of these songs in the car. When Bailey found out I had never seen Grease 2, she was like, oh my goodness, you have to hear a couple of these songs, and we had to listen to Reproduction, we had to listen to Cool Rider. Cool Rider was like on repeat for a few months, not that long ago. I know uh, most of the words, and you know, I hate it. I hate that I know a lot of the words to a lot of these songs, and um, I didn't like this one. I thought Grease 1 was better. And uh, that's the hill I'm prepared to die on. All right? <laughs> that's where I'm at. So Tyler, yeah. how to go for you. I'm going to be, no, let me back up a second. Yeah. You know, I had to watch this movie a year ago and I was like, well, at least it's over. And three weeks ago, when you told me that this was uh, a movie, Tiffany picked, I, I almost divorced you. You know, I, I, <laughs> I almost canceled this whole podcast. You know what I'm saying? And, um, that's all. I just had to get that off my chest. This is a bad movie. Uh back to you, Tyler.
1: Cody, I gotta I gotta, I gotta be honest. I've watched the movie, I've seen it, I sat through it, I watched the whole thing. All right, start to finish. I was there. I saw uh I saw all of them. All right. The whole kit and caboodle, the whole family, the whole group of people. Um uh not Travolta. That's who it says here at mm-hmm. first, you know, but whatever, you know. That's not who's in it, okay? He's not in it. You know, I saw I saw Stephanie. I saw Michael. I saw Paulette. Shannon. Sharon.
0: Your list of names, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know which character is any of those, okay? Carry on. Nogarelli, Goose. Demucci.
1: I, I know saw them all, Goose is. all right? I know Dvoris, Goose. All right? I saw them all, okay? And Cody, I got to tell you, You're a weak man if you're if this is a movie that you're sitting here like, oh, gosh, I can't. This is an 80s movie. I don't know. We've watched way worse movies for this podcast. We watched (laughs) movies that I could the first I mean, even the I would argue my first watch through of her was 10 times rougher than this ever was. (laughs) Right. And it's like I would argue also argue what is her a better movie. It's a better written movie, but it's like. 90 times less fun of a movie right it's way more depressing <laughs> and this movie's just like it's like hey what if we uh here's what i told tiffany okay i have you know i'll get into it i'll get into it in the rant okay i'll get into that in the rant but i didn't yeah. think it was as bad i mean i don't think it's of all the 80s movies that you have made me watch i'd say this is up among the top half of it right you've come at me with these 80s movies yeah. you know like <sighs> what are we watching it's, uh Mr. Squibbles and the in the in the fanboys, and we're gonna watch the adventures of Timmy Bobby, and we're gonna watch all these movies. And I'm like, I don't know what these are, I've never heard of them. And you're like, it's from the 80s, and they're all bad, Cody. They're all bad. Movies from the 80s. Let me tell you, movies from the 80s are not good, they're fun. All right, and I get the vibe. Okay. <laughs> let me hit you with some hard facts. Movies peaked in aesthetic. Between 2012 and 2018, and we'll never get that back because they threw all the money into the aesthetics and threw none of the effort into the writing. So now they're like, mm. oh, so pretty movies fail. All right. And you're thinking that's not true. I want you to go back and look at all those movies. You got what you got, like Avatar, Valerian, Ready Player One, Jupiter Ascending, movies that look incredible, terrible mm. writing. Except Ready Player One's yeah. pretty good. But that's because ba- yeah. it's based on a book. Okay.
0: It's a good source.
1: I'm saying, like, I was flicking through these movies from this time period, and I'm like, we're never gonna get back there, because now it's like, oh, now we're gonna make it dark and gritty, and Batman's out for vengeance. All right, that's what we're doing. The Riddler, what is he in? He's in a leather trench coat with a like a crotch guard as a mask. All right, that's what he's in. Okay, we can't have Jim, you know, and we can't even. And then, what are we gonna do? That we can't even go back to the 90s where we got Jim Carrey in a morph suit. No, we're never getting that back. All right. We're never getting this peak aesthetically pleasing movie back. All right. And I want you it's, to look at yourself and know that you're the problem. All right? Cody, you're the reason right. we lost it. All right. You're the reason we lost the fun movies and the pretty movies. And now we've just got the dark, gritty, depressing. They put James... Gun in charge of the EU, and he took away Henry Cavill, all right? He took away the E and the EU, and then he took away Henry Cavill. And he's like, guess what? We're wiping the slate clean, except for Suicide Squad and everything I did, because that's genius. It's like, no, it's not, James Gunn. Jim, Jimbo, listen to me. Your movie sucked as bad as the other DC movies. They were the best of a bunch of turds. They are not great movies, and I will stand by that. The Suicide Squad movies are best because they're compared to the DC movies. They're not fantastic. Okay, I'll fight you. Okay, they're not that good. If you're gonna wipe it clean, wipe it clean, Cody. Take that poo, wipe it off. Just get that. Get a baby wipe.
0: Get a baby wipe, Cody. Get it all out of there. Don't be leaving dingleberries. All right. Are you? Are you telling me James Gunn's The Suicide Squad was a bad movie?
1: I'm saying it would have been. It's like. It was, it's, it's the best of a, the worst.
0: All right. I'm telling you that is an A movie. That is an excellent movie.
1: But is it, would it be an A if it was part of any other movie franchise that
0: had other yes. A movies? I don't think so. Yes. No. Yeah. No. For sure. It dragged it down by the DC movies. I giggled. My way through that film, and I felt feelings. Aren't I'm going to tell you a it's secret, fine. Cody. You can be like, we're
1: wiping it clean. All the other movies don't count. We're getting rid of all the storylines. All right, let's announce who we got. Uh, we got Superman as Henry Cavill, <laughs> and Peacemaker as John Cena. You can just have the same actors play the same characters, right? You can just do that and say
0: those last movies don't count. But is that all on James Gunn? Because wasn't the people before him already saying we're done with Zack Snyder's whatever? Like that's all white. you know? Is no, it all on? Is it all on Jimbo? Jimbo You're saying here's what Jimbo did. Jimbo said. How did Jimbo Henry, do anything Jimbo, wrong? No, no. Yet? Jimbo. He just started. Wasn't Jimbo this like a month in, ago? Jimbo came
1: in and he said, "Henry Cavill, you come over here. You sign this contract to do the next Superman movie. No, you cannot do Witcher. You're going to need to pass on Witcher to come do Superman." And then as soon as that paper, as soon as that ink was dry, he's like, you know what? We're canceling your movie. As soon as you have been recast in Witcher, we're going to cancel your movie. That's what I think. I think it's all a ploy by James Gunn to try to kill Henry Cavill's career. All right. And I'm not having it. All right. You put James Gunn against Henry Cavill. I'm going Henry Cavill every time. All right. Not only in a looks contest, in a combat of physical strength, in a likability contest, in every contest, here's the, here's what James Gunn's got. What he's bringing to the table is his brother. All right, his brother is a
0: treasure and a treat. Okay, you're gonna know rebut nothing that? about his brother. I don't his know brother, who his brother is. His
1: brother plays Weasel. All right. Oh, he also plays Drake. the like third character of the like the third named character of the Ravagers that no one remembers. But he's there and he's funny. <laughs> he's the comic relief in a in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, Cody. How can Impressive. you how can you say you don't know who this man is? All right. This man is the comic relief with Chris Pratt in the same scene. All right. Chris Pratt you plays mean, Mario. Mario.
0: <laughs> the disrespect character for renowned him. for his joke telling. Yeah. And his ability to speak. Exactly. Oh, uh, Tyler, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got you so hot and bothered uh, about Henry Cavill's career and James Gunn. Um, but look, the people came. And the people are here to listen to our review of what you have declared is a better movie than most of the 80s movies I've shown you. And I would be remiss if we didn't, you know, give it to him.
1: Look, all I got to say, Cody, is Peter Frenchett, who plays Demucci, looks like the main character from Ready Player One. Who I thought, I'm like, well, that, that's, that's a great, great he observation. Was cast. He was cast in West Side Story. And then I looked in, I was like, nope, the guy from Baby Driver looks exactly like the guy from Ready Player One. He looks like 10% smaller. He looks like you took it and you scaled him 90%. Yeah. They're the same human being. James Gunn, when will you answer these questions I'm throwing at you, okay?
0: Tyler, I can tell you've been hurt. And, uh, you know, we're going to unpack that on the the follow-up episode to this, which is um, franchise fan therapy, you know? And I will walk you through the DCEU, the death of it, Witcher Season 4. We'll let you, look, we'll exercise those demons. But that's me when I'm wearing my therapy hat, all right? My therapy hat, it's in the closet right there behind me, and I can't reach it. I can't reach it, and I won't reach it until we record our next episode. Until then, I want to get into the dirty details of this movie with you.
1: Fine. If you want if you to be want
0: to get greasy. It, that's what I'm saying. I wanna, sorry. Greasy. I want to get greasy, you know? Greasy. greasy money, baby. You ever hear someone call it grease, like greasy? Uh, Cody, did you not just hear me say
1: "greasy money"? Yeah, I did. Greasy money, Cody. Greasy money. Yeah. It's from uh, it's from a video game. You would not
0: understand. Anyway, I don't know what those are.
1: So, uh, Cody, just you know, just hop on, hop in the hop in the sidecar of my bike, but don't j- don't sit in it. Just kind of like.
0: Lay across the top. All right, let's
1: go let's take yeah. you back to high school. Yeah. I'll need you to plank across the top of
0: my sidecar. Sorry, back to high school or back to Rydell High.
1: No, Cody, I'm taking you back to high school so that you can plank. So you can remember how to plank. Oh, I remember planking. That's what I'm okay. trying to say.
0: You may have planked. Did you ever owl? I saw people owl. I saw people fall oh. off of buildings owling. <laughs> <laughs> What do you stand on the plank versus owl debate? Which one's a better trend? I mean, they're both, they both <laughs> caused deaths,
1: but the plank, you know, the plank is more owl, you know, you watch a lot of anime if you owled. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you're a cool I, guy for plank.
0: I think, I think the owl was, it was a nice switch up, a nice change up to like freshen up the trend. But I mean, planking is still, still king. Yeah. Man. Oh it takes the core strength to plank, you know? Don't everybody's got that. So you yeah, gotta bring the true. owl
1: around. Anyway, so we're gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want, you can owl on the sidecar. If you if that's
0: I would like that. You don't got this would, you don't got it. It would give me great there. nostalgia. Yeah, I would like that.
1: And then we're just gonna we're gonna get on to Spoiler Town USA Cody. We're gonna go up Dead Man's Curve. We're gonna jump it. We're gonna get into Spoiler Town, right? We're going through the wormhole back to ride el High. So that we can do this. All right. We're in the spoiler right. town. Who's starting? You, me?
0: I both think of us. I've got to because I just had a thought that I'm going to forget. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Are you ready? And three, two, one. There is a villain in this movie that is the villain from Greece One, and I have several questions about him. His name is like Scar or Steel or something like that. And he is like a 40-year-old man who has feuds with teenagers. And I have so many questions because when I When I watched Grease 1, I was like, yeah, those are peers. Watching Grease 2, I was like, no, this guy's way older than them. And is he in a bike gang whose sole purpose is to race teenagers? I have many questions. What are they doing? It's been like four years between Grease 1 and Grease 2, right? It's been two years from Grease 1 to Grease 2. He's still out here. Oh, I'm getting a phone call. That's nice. And he's still feuding with people. Oh, I don't even know what to do about this. I'm getting a call. Um. Oh, there we go. It stopped. Thank goodness. Okay. Frenchie's here. You know what I'm saying? They they did this really cool thing where they scrapped like the whole main cast of Greece one, except Frenchie was there. And you know what? I'm just gonna tell you my first fun fact. Frenchie was written into the script. And then while filming, because fun fact, they had to write the script as they were filming. They <laughs> slowly but surely wrote her out of the script and then said, Frenchie, just go home. We're done with you. But then they still left her in the final cut. So if it seems like she doesn't belong, it's because she 100% did not belong in this script by the end of it. So I really loved they scrapped the whole cast, except Frenchie was there. They had to come up with an excuse for her to there. And then by the end of the movie, they were like, Just forget, stop bringing up Frenchie. I know we brought her up first, but you stop talking about her, okay? Number two, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, She's the worst, all right? She's just out here. She's a thirst trap, and let me tell you, this boy, he's the sweetest boy. He's British. He's like, oh, I'd like to take you on a date. And she's like, you're an idiot. Why would I go out with you? You're hot and British, okay? And then she's like, you know what I want? I want a cool rider, idiot. She sings a whole song about it by herself, okay? Once she's done singing the song, he's like, got it. I will become a cool rider. He becomes a secret cool rider. Meanwhile, she continues to ignore him. Not. He pulls double duty, okay? This boy comes out here. He becomes the cool rider. He also tutors this girl and sticks around while she spits in his face. Then at the end of the movie, he reveals himself to be the cool rider. And then she's like, all right, fine. You can get it. That's the movie, and I hate every second of it. Michelle Pfeiffer did nothing to earn anything, all right? She said, I want a cool writer. Then she got a cool writer, despite her not being very cool of a writer, all right? She wasn't, I wasn't in it for her, and I'm not about it, okay? The pink ladies, they're like, oh, here, you got to act cool, think cool, be cool, death do us part of, think pink. And you're like, okay, that's a great catchphrase, except, you know, I don't think any of the pink ladies is that cool. This is the mistake of this movie, all right? The first movie, it's like, Look, it's about the greasers, kind of, but it's also about the pink ladies, kind of, but really, it's about John Travolta and Livy Newton John, and is are they going to make it happen? All right, and you like both of them in this movie. Michelle Pfeiffer is mean to a British man who does every who gives her the world. Okay, it's not as good of a movie. Okay, I don't like it. Bailey is like, cool writer, amazing choreography. I think it's the worst choreographed song in the movie. There's no, she like slowly climbs up a ladder and that's the choreography of the movie, of the song, all right? And I hated it. Oh, I, I have so much to say about it, okay? The bowling scene, let's talk about that. They're out here, they got bowling balls and they're like, we're going to score? And that's the you know that's the song. They're out here, they're gonna rock. They're gonna roll. They're gonna bop. They're gonna bowl. They're gonna score tonight. All right, that's what you don't understand. That's right here. Here's what this movie is. You talked about this movie being in just the eighties, but it's just fun. No, it is a movie that is trying to choreograph its way into a story and failing. Okay, it's out here. They're like, you know what? If we choreograph enough good dance numbers, people will not realize that there is not a story happening. Okay, you know what else this movies like? It's like, you ever gone to see Greece in theaters and you're like, oh, this is a pretty good movie. This is a fun musical, all right? And then the next week, it's like, oh, hey, uh, Greece uh, your cousin's doing it and it's middle schoolers. And then you have to go sit through that. That's what Grease 2 is. Grease 2 is someone is like an inexperienced person trying to put on Grease 1, okay? It's all the joy of Grease 1, but like so much worse. That's what I'm saying. Look, I'm running out of time, but I have a couple more notes, which I realize Bailey wrote. It says, Cody loves Bailey. Isn't that sweet? Also says, the movie was perfect. So I guess I was wrong. I don't know what I was doing all this other notes. I guess I had a change of heart, and at some point, I wrote the movie was perfect. So that's my review. That's my rant.
1: It's a perfect film, much like uh, episode one, The Phantom Menace of Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which somewhere somehow uh there is a, a a written review of it that says technically perfect but an awful film. I don't know how they justified it but they're like <laughs> yeah. it's like the perfect film but it's the worst at the same
0: time. I don't know how. It <laughs> if was. it didn't suck so much it would be perfect. Yeah, that was basically their argument. The only thing so. getting in the way of its perfection is it suck. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're saying about it for this one, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. all right. Now here's the thing Cody, you shush now. I'm going into mine, okay? Here's what's going to Ready? Here we go. Cody, I'm going to sum up this movie. Okay, you tried. You attempted. All right, you attempted. You did your best to say that this, you know, to sum it up and be like, oh, this is what this movie is. I'm about to hit you with the straight facts. Grease is a musical made into a movie. That's what it is. That's what it feels like. You don't like musicals, you're not going to like Grease. It's that simple. If you like musicals, you're going to love Grease. That black and white. There is no in-between. It's not a good story. It's a good musical. All right. That's it. That is the beginning, middle of end of Greece. It is a good musical. That's got some good songs to it. Grease 2 is a young adult fiction novel turned into a movie. That's what it is. It is that it is. I'm going to take Twilight level writing a little bit worse, though, a little bit worse, because it's not one of these big billion dollar ones. It's one of the ones that you could get five dollars out of the scholastic book okay the one that you can't afford the harry potter hardcovers, but you got the five tickets or whatever you know so you're gonna get something so you get this book and you're like ah eh, i'm not mad about <laughs> it and but you remember it nobody else in your the rest of your life will have ever heard of this book but there's 85 of them and you are now obsessed for the rest of your life that's what this movie is it is a young adult novel made into a musical with a musical shoehorned into it. So it is they tried to make this the oh, we're going to make it a kid story instead of doing the grease thing, which is let's write songs and then try to form a story around it. They're like, let's try to do the story and then make the songs fit the story. But as you said, they wrote the story as they filmed it. So that was a bad idea, Cody. They have a song about the br- there. I have one single note because honestly, the movie was not good enough. To warrant notes, not bad enough to warrant notes. This is a, I give this movie, honestly, we'll get to the grade at the end, but really it's like, it's, un, it's unremarkable. But I will say, Cody, I've never seen a movie be this less memorable, but have birthed this many tropes. Because I'm like, this is way too specific for this to be copying a trope. This has to be the origin of this trope. And that is the fact that it originated so many high school movie tropes and no one knows this movie exists blows my mind. OK, well, my one note is what the heck is this song about the birds and the bees? This dude is getting <laughs> real specific. Let me tell you about it. in my high school. All right. You know, I was homeschooled, but I went to the high school for classes I couldn't do at home, like orchestra engineering, that kind of stuff. They had what people called advanced placement sex ed, which they all like to give hard time To the people took it. Let me tell you, the the school tried to make it to where basically if you were a smart student, you could graduate basically having done half of your college stuff. Right. So all it really was was a college level anatomy class. But people called it advanced sex ed because a lot of it had to do with human anatomy. What is 90 percent of human anatomy focused on reproduction? So that's what they talked about a lot. So it was called advanced sex ed. I don't think they went this detailed on, on how the system works. Okay. Uh, when the guy, when the teacher asked what's the best time of the month to reproduce or he uses a weirdly gross, uh, medical term or like not even a scientific term. Um, I looked at Tiffany and said, I don't know about fifteenth, 16th of the month. Probably, uh, that doesn't correlate to anything on any cycle of any woman. I know. I just thought that would be the, that's what I would say in a class in high school. Cause that's freaking funny. Right. Can we agree? Can, we, can I get a high five on that? You'd say like Tuesday, Thursday, something like that. What's the best time of the month? I don't know. Then one guy hits him with the what? The real best answer, nighttime. And I was like, oh, gosh, this movie. I'll get here. I'm going to put this movie. I'm going to take it, Cody. This is me with the movie. I'm going to put it. You're not going to be happy about it or you will be. I'm going to put it solidly in the bucket with lockout. A movie with so many <laughs> wasted zingers and one liners. So much <laughs> potential in so few spots, but so much gold there. that You're like, why couldn't you have just made it good? You had it there. You had it. You had the actors that were doing it. You had the people that were nailing it. You just wrote them bad, (laughs) and then every so often gave them a just the best one-liner. Okay, the little sister. Oh, just a treasure of a character. All right, she was there doing stuff, and she comes up at the end. She's like, "Hey, man, we can't see each other anymore because I got a new piece." All right, and then he says something, I'm sure weirdly sexual, into her ear. I'm calling him out. All right, that's what he said, and she's a child, all right, also, you remember been the you remember the sixties you know when teachers could just openly flirt and possibly sleep with students, It was a better time, all right? Let's go back to that time, all right, you know that's when the world was
0: great, okay well, Tyler, I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I have to cut you off as much as I want to keep talking about you know uh the good stuff you were going off on. I have one way. No, no, hold on. Also, British
1: and oh. Australians not the same thing. So why is he British, but his cousin is is the Sa- Sandy from the first? They're like, oh, Sandy, your cousin, she's I Australian. I, I
0: did see, I did see in the trivia that there was someone else who was supposed to be like the cousin of one of the I'm Like, wait, we already have another cousin of one of the. We need to stop it, and we're gonna get, we're gonna get too confused adding in more cousins of you know as tie-ins. I have to say, uh, like. like this is not a sequel. Just, it's not
1: a, this can't be a sequel because the, the groups are different. The Pink yeah. Ladies and the Greasers weren't Frenchy's linked.
0: there. What about Frenchie? You forgot about Frenchie. Who's Frenchy you Was know, a ghost back at high school. Frenchy's haunting. Them. For no. Okay, beauty Tiffany school? did point out. No, no, no <laughs> Tiffany <laughs>
1: pointed out she dropped out of high school in Greece one. Yeah, to go to beauty yeah. school. Beauty school did not work out. The angel, the teen angel, uh. Frankie Avalon did tell her in the first movie, you need to go back to high school in song form, in like a dream sequence kind of thing, right? So this is her going back to high school, okay, after dropping out to go to beauty school, all right. But here's the thing, is that she was all dressed up, I was like, here the the only thing you really have to do to fix the Frenchie is just have her not be in the pink lady stuff and act like she's one of the pink ladies, because she's never with the pink ladies. Mm -hmm. And just have her be there to explain to him the dynamic that didn't exist that that okay so sandy and danny obviously created this blood pact where the pinks (laughs) the pink ladies are now owned by the t-birds okay and the t-birds for some reason as part of that as part of their deal had to give up their obsession with cars and they got around it by keeping motorcycles all right they're like cool we will pledge our souls to you But you can't be all up on these cars all the time. They're like, cool. Now we're a motorcycle gang. But that, like you said, there's a real motorcycle gang. I'm like, these are
0: adults, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That are just messing with these kids, which I mean,
0: it's so. Would you not,
1: you know, would you not mess with them if they were like, yeah, we're
0: tough? Would you You not not go mess with them? Hang out and get into crimes with teenagers. Uh, But they never crime until the very end. (laughs) Well, yeah. Here's the other thing about this movie. This movie murdered the career of everyone in it, except somehow Michelle Pfeiffer and Christopher McDonald. They're the only two that claw their way out of this movie and salvage a career. It's like even Maxwell Caulfield, I believe it's him or Adrian's I think it's Maxwell Caulfield. He like was, he complained about it. He's like, people said I was going to be the next big thing in Hollywood. And granted he is hot and he's like pretty good in the movie. Um, and he's like, no, this movie murdered my career. Then like he did like just some TV stuff after that. So kind of it. There were some like relatively talented actors in it, um, but it's just it's just kind of funny that, like you look at it, and you're like, yeah, no. Michelle Pfeiffer made it out, and from McDonald made it out, and no one else did. You know? Yeah. It's a weird one. Okay,
1: let's ask the real question: Who's hotter, Maxwell Caulfield or Young John
0: Travolta? I mean. If you're asking me, I'm asking you, you're asking me I'm asking you, it's got to be Maxwell Caulfield. That's what I said.
1: Tiffany disagrees. So here's what I need I you to know. I need Bailey's yeah. opinion on this. Okay. Because I need to know, does she like John Travolta? He got the big mouth. Texture. Is that the difference? Mm. All right. And while you're asking her that, let's ask you this. Who is it? Michelle Pfeiffer or uh, Olivia Newton-John? and then I'll tell you why, why you're I mean, wrong
0: well in this movie or in, in life in this movie Olivia
1: this is why you're wrong Cody I will say Olivia Newton-John did is you not cuter. hear me like did you not hear me rail on her for like half of no, my no, rant I'll say this Olivia Newton-John uh, is cuter she is a better high school character for sure she's adorable yeah. she's the cutie right Michelle Pfeiffer, I would argue is hotter, but she definitely doesn't look like she's like, I'm like, this is weird. This movie has a lot of sex in it, a lot of sexual stuff in it. And I'm, I kept thinking to myself, these are high schoolers.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember thinking that when I watched Grease One, I was like, this is a highly sexual film and there's teenage pregnancy and yeah, all kinds of good stuff.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like they felt like we You're gotta wear something up and it's like but smoking it's two years
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> Greece, I was so uncomfortable watching Greece when I was like, these are high school, but I was also just like a church kid, but still I was like, these are high schoolish and they're like out here smoking and secretly piercing. I think it's cause it was so secretive. I was like, this is salacious, they're piercing ears. I mean, but also there's, you know, there's the unwanted pregnancy thing, and there's the talking about all the stuff they did under the dock. You know, they really go for it. Yeah. But, in, but And then there's leather wearing ugh, all oh. the leather they're wearing at the end. I mean, come on.
1: Here's the thing. Did you have anyone in your high school? Did you get Did you get any pregnancies in that high school years, Cody?
0: None that come to mind. It was a pretty small school. And it was all the, uh, you know, kids whose parents were afraid to put them in the public schools. So, yeah, not too many. I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah, and Tiffany. We had did have some a double murder, but double murder. Yeah, see, know. that's the thing. I had some drive bys, you know. <laughs> Hold on. I texted Bailey Astor, which she liked more. She said both. British more though. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> so I mean, she's, you know, she's a she's not, you know, he's on board for all of it. He's the dreamier one, right? But I feel good. like in a fist fight, Travolta's taking him down, right? Oh, you think Travolta's taking down the cool rider? Yeah. He's the cool rider. That's the whole point. He's basically, this is basically a superhero movie. So you're telling me that, okay, that Nogarelli is going to take down Michael, the cool rider, whatever his last name is. Well, it's classic car versus
1: motorcycle, which we all know who wins in that clash. All right. Um, let's talk about this. It being the origination of the cool rider, the kid, the foreign exchange student that comes, everybody loves him. And then <clears> he dies going up dead man's curve. Which, okay, here's my here's my thing. Okay, this is way too on the nose of a reference for this not to be the origin of this trope.
0: Mm,
1: So here's what I find really funny is that he survives. Obviously, spoilers for the movie. He doesn't die on Dead Man's Curve. But in all the things that reference it that have a character dressed the exact same way, going out the same way, the character dies or disappears and is never seen again. Which makes me think these people have never seen or heard of this movie. (laughs) That it was like two Hollywood execs are like, that's genius. And they put it into a bunch of movies and now it's just disseminated throughout culture. And no one has ever given this movie its due, okay? And they're all killing off these cool writer characters when it's like, no. The basis of the cool writer is he has to come back to save the luau. And also, how dare you always put it as prom king and queen? (coughs) As we all know, it's the talent show king and queen who then become the king and queen of the luau. Why would you just put it as him being elected as the prom king because he died on dead man's curve? Is you know what I'm saying.
0: I have a lot of questions about the whole end sequence, and you talked about it. This wasn't, wasn't like neither a good nor a bad movie, but I will remind you that this movie basically ends. And then there's a 20 minute luau sequence at the end for no reason. So that's what I'm saying. Here's my no one thing about he it: comes back is that look in Greece. One, the whole point is, hey, John Travolta's trying to be good enough. I don't know. The Cool Rider sequence is going on. I opened up IMDb, and the Cool Rider dance is happening. I didn't ask for it. It's autoplaying the Cool Rider video. Okay, sorry. All right, I I closed it out. It's fine. I can divert my eyes. Okay. In Grease 1, well, the whole thing is John Travolta is into living in John. They had, a, they had a summer fling, but then it was like, it was just a fling. Or was it, you know, they go back and forth. And the thing is, John Travolta is trying to be good enough for living in John because she's a good girl and he's a bad boy. So he's trying to do the right things. He's like, all right, I'm going to not grease my hair and I'm going to wear gym shorts, you know, and he can't do it. All right, he just can't do it. And at the end of the movie, Sandy rolls up and she's like, you know what? You can, be a good, you can be a good boy, but I can be a bad girl, you know? And she's dressed all in the leather and the whatever, and it's fun, okay? Yeah. And then high school's over. And in this movie, the only, you know, right? You got, what's his name? He's trying to be the cool writer. But really, the driving point of the movie is there's a talent show, you know? That is the one consistent theme through the movie is that a talent show is going to happen. So when the talent show happens and the person wins, I was like, cool, we did it. We ended the movie. Cut to, all of a sudden, it's the next day at night, and um, we're at a luau, you know? Or no, it's daytime, and then they dance for two minutes, and then it's nighttime. Ugh, that was another thing, okay? What do you get? And he rolls in, up on the motorcycle. You get Michelle Pfeiffer. And then he does it. He jumps over the motorcycle. The motorcycle's gang's there. He falls in the water. Then he's not in the water. Then they are in the water. And then he saves He's like, I were the cool rider all along. And they're like, all right, you can get it. You know, that's, here's my thing. Why couldn't he have saved the day at the talent show and we could have saved ourselves 20 minutes, right? Isn't that a better movie? Well, how are they going to get that, uh, that motorcycle
1: gang into that auditorium for the talent <laughs> show? Not,
0: they got him into the luau.
1: <laughs> they busted through those walls, you know? They got in there. That's uh, how you, you can't be doing that in the, you know in, you know, in the auditorium. They can't be busting through walls. They just leave, too. That's the other funny thing, right? But, like, where was he for the day, okay? like he wasn't anywhere (laughs) the day and the night and the day
0: he's basically like a christ figure you know what i'm (gasps) saying like he dies he's gone for three days he reappears i don't know man that's what i'm saying like what did michelle pfeiffer do to deserve him aside from wanting a cool writer and being quirky and fun you know she didn't treat him nice
1: well see that's what i'm saying like i think this movie was is like the quality of the story is like a young adult novel right where it's like you know, it's him. He's there. You know, he's from another land. All right. He's there. He's beep bopping around. And then there's her. There's his Edward. All right. But she can't be with him or she'll eat him alive because he's not a cool mm. rider. All right. Mm-hmm. So what does he got to do? He has to don the phantom costume without the purple <laughs> and become cool rider. And what does he do to become the cool rider? He kicks a dude once and then jumps a cop car. Yep. Um. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool riding. He's riding and it's got flames on his bike and that's cool. Okay. Um, But like it's, you know, it's very, uh, there's a lot more, I feel like focus on the sex ed stuff. So it's just like more from a kid's perspective. Whereas I feel like Grease is a story written as like a whole cohesive thing. You know, like here's the beginning, middle, and end. Here's the whole thing. Here's a very simple love story with some songs in it focuses the songs mm-hmm. here's a love story to tie the songs together grease 2 is like we're going to be like high school drama story with songs it's high school musical quality
0: yeah oh all right then let me have you let me drop this fun fact on you did you know this one all right grease 1 blew through the box office and they were like oh my goodness this is a smash hit we got to do something with this they wrote four movies and a TV show. All right, that's what they or they had planned: four movies and a TV show. Right? Grease two flopped so hard they scrapped all their plans. However, I will tell you this: allegedly, the Grease three script was floating around for years until, in the aughts, in the two thousands, it became High School Musical. I mean,
1: like <laughs> the whole time, I was thinking, like the choreo- like the story of this seems so similar to. Like yep,
0: High School Musical. So I, would, I don't According to, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but they're saying this Grease 3 script became High School Musical. So there you go. Yeah. Um, here's the other thing about this movie. I got a, I got a little bit of trivia to go through, and I also think we should, you know, we should run through the soundtrack and pick out a few songs we liked, <laughs> okay? okay? Um, <laughs> number one, so I was trying to figure out, like, who directed this movie, right? It wasn't the person who uh, directed the first one. But I will tell you, it's Patricia Birch, who was a well-known choreographer. She worked as a choreographer on *Grease* one. She's won awards for choreography, and it makes so much sense that she was a choreographer on, Gre- on *Grease* one. And they're like, I don't know, you just want to direct, and I think that's why this movie has is so choreography heavy and so story light, and it's just one dance number to the next. And they, here's the thing. They say brevity is the soul of wit. I feel like they're extending these songs out as long as possible to be like, well, look, we this guy's good at spinning. Let's get a few spins of him. And they got bowling balls, so let's dance with them. You know, like We got 500 actors on on camera outside the high school, so they should really be dancing for like 10 minutes, right? And yes. so for me, that's one of the things that makes this movie is a is long one, you know? Yeah. And that's why the extra 20 minutes at the end kind of sent me over a little bit where I was like, man, we got to we got to pick our battles with this choreography because not that it's bad choreography. It's just, there's so much of it.
1: Yeah. I do think it suffers from the same thing that drug, uh, was it, what was it? The into the woods down for us where we, I don't know about you. The biggest gripe I have with into the woods was, uh, that everybody says stuff like every, it's like everybody's singing the entire time, but then they're just like, I'm walking to the pantry and doing it. now I'm got my spoon, and now I'm eating. It's like you don't need to narrate what you're doing while you're singing, dude. you look, you gotta look at hoodwinked and look at that goat, okay? He knows he gotta pick his words carefully. He did what the what what's only right. He went off and he lived by himself because he's like, no one's gonna love me. I have to sing everything, all right? And he picked his words carefully. He said, he gotta be prepared, okay. That's what you got to do when you have to sing everything. When I called my parents, my parents, fun fact, we're teenagers in the 60s. OK, so I was like, how accurate is this movie? Uh, they were unaware of Greece's two existence. OK, so we hmm. focused on Greece one and they were like, my dad confirmed. No, he grew up in California in the 60s. No one ever broke out in song and dance in high school. He confirmed <laughs> that that is a fact. No way. All right. And uh, there's a lot less uh, focus on sex than uh, they make it seem
0: like. But he was Mm -hmm. also a nerd. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, Yeah. No, I, there wasn't much singing in my high school, but you know, I wasn't alive in the 60s. So who's to say? Um, Fun fact. Tom Cruise auditioned for this, didn't get the part. I think he was auditioning for One of the Greasers, surprise, surprise, and uh, didn't make it. So that's a bummer. You may ask, why did they scrap the whole, you know, core cast of this movie? And uh, I don't know the answer, but I do know John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John both had a meeting about reprising their roles. And then they reported that they never heard from them again, and then the movie came out. So, (laughs) begs the question, why is Frenchie in there, but not Travolta and Newton? I don't know. They don't know. Nobody knows. I mean, really, at the end of the day,
1: this screams of just a cash grab movie, right? Like, this was made to I mean, four movies in a TV
0: show. That is absolutely the kind of movie you make just to cash in.
1: Yeah. You're not going to get the expensive, successful actors from the first movie in the cash
0: grab movie. (laughs) Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, look, we talked a lot about the choreography, about the story that they worked real hard to try to have, but really, at the end of the day, this movie is about the music, like any musical sequel. The question is, how'd they do? Now, I don't know how you want to do it. Give me your overall thoughts on the music, and then I want to go track by track. Quick rundown.
1: I thought the music was fine. Like, I think... um... The music, like, so I'll say, I'll put it this way. So the music itself, right? The actual, like, the music instruments and stuff was, I would say, I think probably because it was probably done by the same people on par with Greece 1. The lyrics were not. And the placement of the music was not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the use yeah. of music was not on par. But I feel like the, uh, you know, the, just like the generic rock music, background music was good. The lyrics were tended Mm to be. I always feel like when they make the song too specific to the situation, it's not going to be successful outside of the
0: music. Oh yeah. No, that's a that's actually a really good point. And you know it's kind of interesting too because in Greece, one you think some of their songs like they've got the group ballads of like Pink Ladies and the what are the names? You call them the T-Birds singing back and forth. Some of those like summer nights, you know, those are kind of classics. You're the one that I want. That's a great duet. Um, I don't know that they really had any good like duets in this movie. There were like ensemble numbers and there were a few kind of soul. I mean, they tried, right? They had do it for our country. That's kind of a duet. Reproductions like a group back and forth too. I guess. I don't know. Um, I didn't love the music, but I do think there was, you know, I think part of it was maybe like the production of the music. Cause I do think there was some decent music there, but like you said, the lyrics kind of suffer at some point. I think it's not as good as the original Greece, but there were some that kind of approach it. We're like, oh, that's not too bad. I'm trying to look at the writers. They are different writers. It looks like for, yeah, Jim Jacobs and Warren Casey wrote the most of the first one. Um, Barry Gibb wrote a song for the first one, but the four tops performed a song for this one. Frankie Valli is a song for this one for the first grease. Anywho, what I want to know is I'm going to read you the tracks. I want to hear your top one or two and your bottom one or two. Okay. We got back to school again. Cool rider. Score tonight. Girl for all seasons. Do it for our country. Who's that guy? Prowling? Reproduction? Charades? Love will turn back the hands of time. I do not recall that one even a little bit. Rockahula. Summer is coming. And we'll be together. What are you thinking? What are a couple you liked, a couple you didn't like? Or did you just hate all of them?
1: Cody, how dare you? Okay. <laughs> Do It for Our Country is a banger of a classic. Right? And we'll be. <laughs> oh,
0: there I do have a response. fun fact about that one. So, uh, the day of the shooting, uh, uh, the, the day of the recording of the music, the lady wasn't there. So, so, the dude sang it and it's just him singing on the soundtrack. And then in the movie, they had a dub in her vocals. So, yeah. So that's fun.
1: Just a, just a quick shout out, you know, because, you know, so maybe people haven't watched the movie. Uh, do it for our country is a guy and his buddies faking a nuclear armageddon to try to get luck mm-hmm. okay they, they're yeah. in the, the fallout shelter with with the alarm bunker the bunker, outside, the bunker you know, with an alarm all the outside, magic happens and then he's like the nukes are coming we gotta do it for the, for the statue i'm about of Liberty. to get sent off
0: to war and you should <laughs> reward me with sex yeah and then, yeah.
1: uh, so he's like, we're she, doing it right now. She kind of goes
0: for it, right? Or doesn't, I so, forget. How yeah, does that end? This is a
1: classic, you know, classic misunderstanding situation, Cody, where he's like, we're about to do it. And she's like, yeah, we're about to do mm-hmm. it. We're about to rip open this door and go kill some Russians. It's like <laughs> the Russians are not there. If the nukes are coming, that's like,
0: yeah. 101. Yeah, right. Okay.
1: That's you don't typically.
0: Yeah. Send your infantry to where the nukes are being sent.
1: Yeah. Cody, is it wild to you that my parents, we, I'm younger than you, and my parents did mm-hmm. the nuclear drills for the Russians coming. The Russians, That's cool. them Reds were coming for our for our bee all right? And they had to get under those desks <laughs> that weren't going to stop a nuke. And I asked them, I was like, did you think they were going to stop it? And they're like, not really. No one really
0: ever thought that they were going to do anything. But, it, you know, it's it feels appropriate to try something, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you this um i think back to school again kind of a weak song cool writer bailey loves it i don't like it score tonight that's one of those that it's like you know what if the lyrics were just a little better i think that would be a banger girl but, for all seasons is obnoxious but not in a bad way yeah it's just it's I like a high school hyper country obviously thing, yeah right "Prowlins" almost good also a little bit let down by the lyrics reproduction Absolute guilty pleasure. All right. <laughs> you know what? If there's one song that I'm proud to say, I actually kind of dig it. Reproductions up there, but I think it's it's got strong, strong music qualities, you know? And um, uh, we'll be together. You know what? It's no um, what's the one uh from the original We Belong Together? What's it called? What's the last song called? I don't know. I'm, I'm just clicking through them right We now. go together. We go together. That one. It's yeah. no, we go together, but you know what? It's not bad. So there you go. That's my quick review of the soundtrack of uh, Grease 2. Do it for her. Oh, Man. Gosh. Who's that guy? I hate it so much. I hate who's that guy. I can't tell you how much I hate who's that guy. Cody,
1: I can help you remember one of these songs. Since you said you don't only... remember Love Will Turn Love will turn Back the Hand of Time.
0: Mm.
1: That's when Michelle Pfeiffer's is like zoning out on the stage and envisioning him as an angel singing to her you know Mm -hmm. and they're riding Mm -hmm. off into the sunset in heaven or something that's the song he's singing there all right which is like okay fine but he didn't die so it's a
0: pointless like 10 minute sequence right tyler the four tops perform back to school again what is that how is that legal going back to school again yeah
1: back to school again was like i mean that's the first song but that's when i was like okay so this is just gotta
0: gotta this go is back. high school music back you gotta to get school. your head in the
1: game that's what
0: i was thinking the it whole was time. so long and they they kept introducing all these different characters I'm like which one of these am i okay but i will say this this is one thing that <laughs> you know they got like 500 actors here dancing doing like difficult dance moves they've got like real ballet dudes out here twirling around picking people up you know they're doing the moves and they have everyone out dancing on the lawn then they all run back into the school and then one dude just jumps through the window there's an open window and he just jumps through it to get back into school It's like you know what i hated everything about that number but the guy jumping through the window it kind of won me over a little bit let's see where this is going and then it proceeded to let me down but I'll say, you know what, like you said, there were bits and bobs this movie where I was like, you know what, this is wasted here. This is something, you know, we really could have had something here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it uh, the so, yeah, alleged Grease 3, a.k.a. High School Musical first, the first one, uh, did benefit from 20 years in the oven, you know, just kind of be bobbing well, around.
0: Also a Disney Channel original movie. So Yeah, because this that's movie, something. I mean, did this come out in theaters? Because it feels like it's like a straight did, to VHS. It bombed so much that it had to have gone out in theaters because otherwise you wouldn't be worried about your return if it was just a TV movie, right?
1: I guess so. Did it? I mean, like, so it bombed right, but it was eleven million dollar
0: budget. Did you look up the box office? I'm gonna guess it made like thirty million. Made fifteen. Oh, OK, so like not enough to make back at the advertising budget. Yeah, which I
1: mean, it depends, you know, some of these things they fart about. They're like, man, Grease 2 doesn't need to be advertised. <laughs> Grease is the king of motion picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, doing the line of cocaine and then being like, we don't need to advertise. They're going to be begging to come into the bar movie theaters. Let me tell you, Cody, I don't remember the movie. But I recently read an article where it was like this. Why this movie bombed so hard it killed a franchise. I was like, that movie made a billion dollars and its budget was like 150 million. It did not bomb. It was a bad movie. It was like a Transformers or something. We're like, it bombed so bad it killed the franchise. It didn't bomb. It made so much money. I hate it when people say. I hate it recently. People are like, if it's bad and it gets bad reviews, they're like, that's what it means to bomb, right? And I'm like, that's not what it means. It, to bomb is to lose money, which will kill yeah. your franchise no matter what.
0: You're not right. profitable.
1: But it's like, this is definitely like made back twice of what they spent on it. And then some.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think it's funny. I'm an IMDB and it's like more like this. Grease. Grease 2. <laughs> Dirty Dancing and Grease Live. Brown. Um, also, another version of Grease that it has to be like a, you know, a early incarnation of the story that would eventually become the classic musical Grease. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so if you like Grease 2, you might like Grease 1 and also Grease 2 and also Grease Live. Yeah, I would say if you like the <laughs> 80s
1: musical, like vibe.
0: Footloose. Yeah, Grease. Footloose. I think Grease lol. 2 will be,
1: I think you will like it if dirty you dancing. like those movies.
0: Yeah, you know, I Man, say- let's just let's just let's do ourselves a favor. Let's read a couple of quotes from here. I got a rep to protect. That's a good one. They said so many times like it's a thing. We're going to we're going to die and I'm wearing my mother's underwear. I remember that one.
1: Give me another one, Cody.
0: Oh, they do say the word. Uh My mom wants you to come over for Paschetti at your convenience. Oh, I love that. Love the Paschetti. paschetti. Where does the pollen go? That's my favorite line. Yeah. Where does it go, Cody? Uh, You know, I didn't get that far in the song, but I'm going to figure it out do you like here's one of my favorite little
1: little nuggets right What they said it says on our jackets "We're t-bird girls or t-bird girls which it absolutely does not it doesn't say that on their jackets it just says pink ladies nowhere on their jackets because the pink ladies and the t-birds are not
0: linked what what was that thing they were talking about the bylaws say the leader of the t-birds has to date the leader of the pink ladies like what was that like i you said, said that blood pact. They, where did that come from i don't because know. that wasn't a thing In Greece, 1, it was literally like it was a scandal that she was possibly going out with like a greaser gangster dude, you know? They were just two
1: separate, very different cliques. But in this one, they're like, oh, yeah, but no. Two years ago, two of their members who graduated started to date. So now they're all, but like all the members started to date. So now it's in the laws. Also, whose car is that car? They all have it at one point. At one point, every single member has it. Whose car is it? I
0: don't know. One thing it is. My It's their car. My parents whoever who, is wearing the jacket gets to drive the car.
1: Oh, there you go. So my parents were teen, in like seniors in the later 60s. So it was funny mm-hmm. because the cars driven in this movie are accurate to the cars they had because they were way too nice for teenagers to have. In the early '60s, isn't that fun? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is fun. Also, actually. can I just shout out my dad, my parent, my mom? Was like, I grew up in a small town in rural Missouri, still a small town. And then my da- and so did your dad, but he went to a bigger high school, I guess. Do you remember Cody? You, you know, you probably remember that. Do you know the small town my dad grew up in?
0: It's a Parkville.
1: It's San Jose, California.
0: Oh, yeah, California. Oh, yeah, just that small town.
1: Yeah, you know, the city
0: that's across the bay from San Francisco, right? I guess it's considered a small town because it's small compared to San Francisco, which well, is uh, also, you know, like, that's
1: funny. In the 60s, it was a small town. But it is funny that it's like, he was there that when it wild. was just a tiny little town of like a few thousand people. And just a little beach orchards. community.
0: It's funny, like, in the 60s, like, so many of those beach towns now that are like swarming with rich people were like, yeah, no, just like normal people live there. Yeah wasn't like a rich person thing at that time to be. And then the Beach Boys came along and they ruined it for all of us. Yeah.
1: I think the only rich people at the time
0: that lived there were the people who owned the orchards.
1: Sure. there was like 90% of the land. In yeah. The
0: bay. I've heard that about like Huntington Beach where it's like, you know, back in the day, people were like, why would I live next to the beach? That's where like land gets washed away from storms. And now it's like anyone who lives on the beach is multimillionaires there. A lot of my family
1: still lives there. They've stuck it out, you know.
0: Put oh yeah. on them. All
1: right. I'm good on
0: them. You just I would survive never in California. That's, uh, you I would know, for living in a place that expensive.
1: Bravery. All right, Cody. That's why I oh, chose yeah. Boston, I Massachusetts instead.
0: I mean, paying for that weather. Yeah. The nice weather. Why pay for that weather when you can pay the same amount to, you know, have uh, the snowstorms and the angry people at Dunkin'. Look, Cody, you know? there's no Dunkin' donuts. A, all right. In San Jose, that's Duncan. the problem. Can you can pronounce it correctly, please. Dunkin' donuts. Dunkin'. Dunkin donuts.
1: Right. Dunkin donuts, All right? This place is basically England 7 months out of the year, okay? And what wouldn't it's overcast, it's foggy, yep. it's kind of yep. cold but not cold enough the, it's cold enough that it seems like no matter how much you put on, it does nothing. But it's not cold enough where it's like you put on a jacket and it's like this is too much, but I'm also still cold. It's that kind of, like yeah. it's like 40s, awesome. 50s, you know, where it's like, this is yeah. just, it's so cold that I'm feel instantly cold, not so cold, not like 20 degrees where you're like, I can, I can survive, you know, now I'm in survival mode. It's like, yeah, it's built to kill you, but then you see England and it's like, no wonder people wanted to come here. All right. But just, you know, shout out anybody who's like, maybe I'll move to Massachusetts. Don't. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Don't. There you go. All right. Go to California.
0: Don't do what well, I did. You know, Yeah. Tyler, I got, I got so many questions. Mostly questions. about that teacher. You know, what was she up to? You know, the one sleeping with the students. Yeah, yeah. What's her problem?
1: Cody, you know? as I said, it was the past. When teachers, if you were a hot teacher, you could sleep with the hot students, and no one would judge you. All right, because they're all <laughs> consenting
0: adults. Can't argue with that logic.
1: But then what happens? This dang substitute comes in, takes away the side piece of every senior in the school. All right. Because, you know, he's a grown man that's finished growing. Oh, yeah. You know? <sighs> Tyler Frenchie was in this movie. I know. <laughs> I and such a, at random points. You know. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. And it's been two years. If it had been one year. What I'm thinking, like they like why I would I just you know I would have said to him like why are you doing two years? Just make it 10 years, make it 10 years. Then you could have done 70s, it would have been its own. Also, like
0: Rydell High wasn't the thing we loved about Greece. We loved the characters of Greece, and so they're like, Oh, well, it's still Rydell, so we got the audience, we we captured their attention. You're like, no. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it is
1: everything I feel like that's wrong with. I mean, there's lots of sequels from it's 80s, 90s, right? do are like that, where they're like, we got this. And then they make a sequel where they focus on all the wrong parts. Yeah. It's like, no, that's the opposite of what you should have done. They just turn well, around and whip them out, you know, and they're like, sequels fail. And then it's not until, you know, the early 2000s where they're like, wait a second. If we make a sequel,
0: it's good. It actually does better than the original wild you're talking crazy talk you know what's funny i was actually right there were 500 cast members i would just thrown out a number and that's how many there were i will say this tyler stroke of genius to have
1: them dancing on the bowling floor you can't go that far forward but it's slippery so they can do the spins and get lots of spins and slides and i was like that's a budget saving move i've never
0: seen one random characters just dancing their hearts out for no reason. He goes so you know? far up on that thing. Cody.
1: he goes so far up, and then throws <sighs> it into the wrong lane. That's a foul, Cody. We've bowled you and me together. Yeah, you step that's true. close to that line. It's like, Mm-mm, no, no. How dare oh, no. you?
0: Don't like that, man. Tyler, look. I know you said this movie wasn't egregiously bad or at all good, but I'm going to submit to you it is not a good movie. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I I won't even say there wasn't potential because there was. There was some star power on screen. There was some decent music as well. I think, you know, there's a better movie within this movie, and it's something we say, we've been saying lately. I think it's very true here. I don't think you can edit um, this into a bit. I don't think that redeems it, you know? No, I feel like it sits in like there's the
1: valley where it's like a movie is so bad that it can be good. You know, you got like your your classic B movies, your cult classics, your trauma type movies where it's like this is an awful trash movie, and we're just here. You everyone knows it's trash, and you're watching it for the fun of watching trash. And then right. there's like the movies that are like, no, no, this movie's going for it, and it's just missing the mark, <laughs> and it's almost kind of sad to watch. That's where this sits. Where yeah. it's like you tried so hard, and you fell just short. Of being good enough to be like, ah, it's okay, but you went so far past the level, so far past that bar- marker. That's like, oh, this is
0: just a fun bad movie.
1: Yeah, you know you're right there in that yeah. suck zone.
0: Well, I hear you, and I think I think I know what I'm going to rate it, and um, I won't let Bailey hear. Um, <laughs> so here's my here's my question to you. What would you give this movie as a letter grade?
1: I think I wasn't offended by any piece of it, you know. The music was okay, the acting was okay, the story was okay. It was just like I said, like a it was like a Disney Channel movie. So I'm going to go C minus. Like cause it's a, it's just oh, it's a, it's the okayest movie we've watched in a while. It's not good, it's not bad. Sure. It's just disappointingly okay, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of flip-flopped and while I did enjoy bits and pieces, it was a slog. You know, it was a slog to get through and when I was re-watching through (laughs) through parts of this movie and writing down the things, I was just perplexed by so many, you know, I'm going to give it a D. All that to say, it's a D for me and, um, you know, it gets the D because the guy jumps through the window and uh, a couple of songs are catchy and that's, you know, that's the best I can give it.
1: I mean I don't think I think it uh, that kind of goes with our seems like our two attitudes were if to me it didn't feel like it was overly long I think if it had been 10 minute, 10 to 30 minutes longer that would have pushed it into like D or F that would have been like oh this is so long this is too long you know but yeah. I didn't start to be like how long is this movie until the very very end when it did do that like oh it's ended okay now they're doing that, and I was like this but are we about to see yeah. that this has another hour? That's what I kind of expected, but they're they're like no, no, it's just a quick little sequence.
0: Yeah, uh, this one is sitting at a 35 percent tomato meter and a fifty three audience score. So, but look, your wife recommended this movie. My wife loves this movie. It's a childhood favorite. She likes this more than Grease one. Like for her, this is the yeah, this is the movie and the soundtrack of like high school and summer and you know whatever else. Is it wrong? Yes, but it is a thing. How did this get made? Did this movie? And it was the same thing where they're like, this is garbage, right? And then the June, who is one of the women on the show, was like, no, Cool Rider is like the best song ever. And Michelle Pfeiffer is amazing. And this was, I watched this movie on, this was my bedtime movie for like two years growing up, you know? Yeah. And uh, so there you go. Yeah. You know, it's beloved by a, by a, a valiant few and um, the rest of us have to put up with that. I think it's
1: probably, if you go through it, it's probably, it's beloved by those people who are super into those 80s musical like movies. That are just, they're not, they're never good. The music's never good. The story's never good. The acting's never good, but they're fun to watch. And there's never like big stakes. It's usually like a teenage story or something like that. And there's, you know, yeah. like Bailey and Tiffany both love those movies. And I think that's, this movie was made for them. There just wasn't enough of them in 19... 19- 1982 to make
0: this yeah. film very profitable. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll get it on Grease three, you know? I mean, in a way, I see musical spawned a couple of sequels and a TV show. So in a way, the vision for Greece was really fulfilled. It's been reborn, you know, they got to finish it out.
1: Yeah. It really is the, uh, the, the, uh, the butterfly from the, the you know, like here we got the caterpillar, the gross little worm caterpillar thing, and then that's the butterfly that emerged from it, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have it. want to thank everyone for listening. You can share us with your friends and review us wherever you find your podcasts. And also look up at Opinion Havers on your social media. If you've got any film recommendations for us, or you really, really just need a cool rider in your life, You can hit us up and we'll do our best to help you out. Until (laughs) next time, watch movies. And have opinions.
1: They're just trying so hard to get laid, Cody. It's like, you know, you're about to go to NOM,
0: right? Just The problem is they're going for people their age. They got go to be for the going teacher. for the teacher. All right. It's the teacher. That's where it's this is the 60s. All right. Yeah.
1: I mean, who hasn't lost the, the virginity to the teacher? No one.
0: Right. Yeah. That's how we did it. How everyone does it. The way to do it.